Hey everybody, Turner here with your off-week content for the Gimme the Loot podcast. The Dungeons & Dragons 5th Edition actual play podcast that's actually getting caught up on releasing these. This week, it's Paul from Scullion Gaming and Digital Studios, former DM of a podcast that we started to do a little bit of collaboration with, but, well, you have to listen to the story, the podcast to find out exactly what happened and why it's Jazz's fault. Paul is no longer podcasting, but he is working on getting his own digital studio up and running and could use your support. So get on over to his socials linked in the show notes below and show him some support. He was an absolute stand-up guy to jazz, kind enough to come and talk about the life cycle of his podcast and engage us with some great questions all around a, all around a fun conversation. And remember the best way to thank our guests for coming on the show is to get out there and support their projects and let them know that it was a worthwhile investment of their time. So cool. That'll do it for this week, gang. Back next week with the conclusion of the journey of Elias Tarari, aka Jeremy Cobb's guest appearance on our show. Really excited to get that to you guys. It's going to be another beefy one. Beefy, you see Beefy because he's a minotaur, but also because the episode's extra long. Anyway, hope you remember, uh, of course, uh, Gimme the Loot's not family-friendly content because of the the potty words and the the hitting with things and the burning with things and the guts and the gore and the drip and the, dro the drews. The drews, man, it's the drews. But then also, this is a rebroadcast of our stream content, so the audio has a little bit, a few more bits, bobs, wibs, and wobbles in it, uh, so bear with us on those. So on that note... Uh, thanks, and hope you enjoy the rebroadcast of the show. Hey, there we go. I can, I can, it's for real now. Uh, Paul, uh, what was originally going to be a fight night with the crew from D&D Minus, but they, they got a gig. Uh, and now instead, because he was such a champ to pivot at the last minute and agree to jump on for a guest quest, Paul uh, from uh, uh, Scallion, uh, gaming and digital studios formerly. Uh, 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 that's 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 Scullion, not Scallion. Scullion. Well, I've got a cold. I said Scullion. I don't know what you heard, but I said oh, I, I uh, heard Scallion, <laughs> man. It's, it's that Austin twang you got going it's, there, bud. Well, it's it's nine pounds of mucus in a twenty pound head is what the the problem is. But uh, from I'm sorry, you're absolutely right. I, I don't ever say things wrong, right, guys? Uh, Scullion yeah, Gaming and Digital Studios uh, is, is was kind enough to join us at the last minute for a quick guest quest. Um, uh, where we're going to talk about uh, his gaming background, uh, past projects, current projects, and a one-shot that uh, Jazz ruined uh, through his drunken antics. Uh, and now, <laughs> now, now, whoa, whoa. I, I, just to clear the air right away, it wasn't uh, his drunken stupor. Paul, we appreciate you, you, you defending Jazz, but we have a rule. <laughs> we have a rule on this stream: if you don't show up, you are free game. So. <laughs> Jazz wasn't able to make it because he's on a work trip, uh, which means the story that we weave tonight of Jazz rage flipping a table and throwing a D20 at, at a webcam uh, is canon. 
both in this reality and in the Gimme the Loot podcast. I, so, I guess agree to disagree just because, I mean, he does come from, uh, you know, my old neck of the woods out in Oak Cliff. So I, oh, I got to support my boy. <laughs> no worries, man. No worries. <laughs> so going around the horde real quick, uh, d- joining me tonight, uh, in addition to Paul, is uh, Moyle. Uh, Andrew's still having contr- uh, computer troubles, so the Moyle bear, unfortunately, won't be making an appearance this evening. How you doing, Moyle? Uh, well, I'm bearless, as you... Uh, I'm barely hanging on. No, oh, uh, oh. I hate it. Uh, I'll, I'll be honest. I'm trying really hard not to have a fanboy moment here because I am like so stoked to you know hang out with everybody here on this uh, from this podcast for sure. We're, we uh, we are incredibly uncomfortable with praise, so you put that shit out <laughs> right true. now, right now. Uh, we uh, we're gonna first of all we're gonna do everything we can to dissuade you that uh, this was a good idea. Uh, and, 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 and get, then get real awkward. Yeah, well, uh, have you listened to my podcast? <laughs> I haven't even listened to our yeah, podcast. You're asking a lot from, from a group of people that not only don't listen to their own podcast, don't even acknowledge they are on the podcast. Yeah, uh, sounds about right, yeah. Also joining us tonight are... Uh, Jamie, I play Eldrin on Gimme the Loot, and uh, insert witty sec- non-sequitur here, uh, but nothing. I got nothing. And I'm Anthony. I play Bobo and Give Me the Loot, and my kid won't go to sleep, so he may join us in a second. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be a wild one. It's one of those weeks. <laughs> it's gonna be a wild one. To to make up for the lack of Moyo Bear, Andrew is naked wearing bear booties. So right. if that uh, if you guys will just conjure that mental image of him uh, of him, hey, just, or it doesn't exist. That's, yeah, that's I've, how got, I I've got the we all got uh, Twitter got the, the slippers. Yep. that uh, the bear slipper feet. They make the little roar, the little roaring noise as you step too. It's fucking adorable. Um, so, Paul, thank you for gaming us. All right, get joining us uh, again. Hey, game. Uh, let me know. I'll get my dice out. There, there we go. Uh, so, so tell us a little bit about your RPG background. Obviously, you you had a D and D podcast. You're you're going through a little bit of a transition into some other projects. But let's take let's turn back the clock to when you first. What was the first role playing game you played? Uh, and, uh, when, uh, what, when was it? That would have been, I'd say about spring of 92, 93, somewhere around there. Uh, yeah, I got introduced to, uh, first edition, second edition, advanced Dungeons and dragons, that whole bit, AD and Uh, I know all about the, the, the horror stories of Thacko. So far back as I go. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, I grew, I uh, gained with a, the steady group of guys. Matter of fact, uh, Alex, he's one of uh, the uh, guys from the podcast, and he and I go way back from high school. And so we played in a group together off and on. And after a while, uh, I went through a, a sabbatical from there just because it turned into this, you know, typical misogynistic type of game between one DM and one PC. The rest of us try to do something different, mm-hmm. and it just turned into this really horrible experience enough for me to flip the table over and walk out of there and just tell everyone I'm out. Yeah. Um, yeah. and then fast forward to, uh, me going back to college to finish up 2014. I took this, uh, uh RPG course and I got reintroduced to 3.5 there. And that's where I started kind of trekking along there. And then again, fast forward again to another course I had to take for this, uh, uh, narrative storytelling programming course and instead of coming up with an idea myself i grabbed fifth edition mm-hmm. knocked the dust off it found a couple friends and came up with a story that way and after that it just then morphed into us playing 
online to then getting a group going live. And all of a sudden I was like, Hey, we need to do a podcast with this and just put the right people together. And we, we played uh, one shot adventures, uh, published adventures, anything that was uh, available uh, for, for uh, consumers mm-hmm. with the idea of, uh, you know, um, providing more information for, uh, you know, for just every, everybody out there. You say, for example, you guys are looking for a one shot to play. Where do you go? You go to somewhere to like, like a DMs, a DMs guild. Mm-hmm. You go in, you click on a link, you see their review and it just says, Hey, this is a great game. Great experience. A lot right. of fun. Right. And they give it a star, two stars, five stars, whatever. We took it to the next level by taking these adventures, condensing them down to like an hour and a half a game. Mm-hmm. And then like 15 to 30 minutes of, Hey, what do we think about it? Right. And so it was just turn and burn, turn and burn, you know, twice a week we'd get together, we'd find other podcasts, they'd come on board and they'd have a blast. And it was just, you know, all this gaming on jet fuel, essentially. Yeah. And it was a lot of fun. And it was also a lot of work. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I'm pretty sure you guys, uh, you know, can, uh, uh, you know, attest to that. I'm not overcommitted. You're overcommitted. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. My favorite one, my favorite one is like, sorry guys, I'm busy tonight. I can't make it. Oh, wait, where's jazz? (laughs) (laughs) Jazz is legitimately in Chicago. Now, so is Jamie, but he lives there. Jazz's, uh, jazz's real life job shipped him off, um, to, um, they haven't shipped him uh, off yet. He's just working late. I thought, I thought they sent him where they sent him to Chicago. He He leaves on Sunday. Oh, see, now, you know, he's, but, now he's screwed. And for me, that's no excuse at all because uh, half of our guys were in the military. Yeah. So some guys would get deployed off to a hotel, make sure that the Wi-Fi was okay, we'd still be playing. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> as, yeah. See, your kid hears that too. like, yep, that's how it is, Dad, in the military. <laughs> no, I know. Jazz, uh, jazz is incredibly disappointing to all of us. We understand. <laughs> where, point taken. Where, where'd you go to school, Paul? <laughs> oh, I actually went to uh, R.L. Turner over in Carrollton Farmers Branch. But okay. I attended a church that was behind, oh, shoot. There were the Bisons over there mm-hmm. in the Oak Cliff. I see, I see the damn school. It's right there off of, like, Hampton. Goodness, I'm totally drawing a blank now. Did you go to school Did you go to school for game design? or what? Because you mentioned taking an RPG course and then oh. kind of a narrative sta- story, <laughs> storytelling course. What, what, kind of, what were you pursuing on the degree side of thing that, that led you in that direction? It's called Art and Technology, and uh, it's through uh, the University of Texas at Dallas. Oh, nice. Yeah. And so uh, yeah, Art and Technology and Emerging Communications and everything and everything that has to do with game design or, uh, you know, having an online presence, uh, you know, social media, like all of that. You went to Sunset. Everything, you know, and it's it's been one hell of a ride, you know, going through that whole experience. Um, yeah, no, it, it, originally I was supposed to be, I was going for level design for video games. Mm-hmm. And that just kind of morphed in, then into video editing, audio editing, podcasts, mm-hmm. yep. you know, just anything and everything, graphic design, all that fun stuff. Yeah, it, that you know, obviously editing a podcast is the, is the, the boulder that keeps rolling back down the hill on you, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, with there's just so many other elements that can, that can get into it that, you know, where you go, okay, well, well now, now I'm also having to learn how to do, you know, kind of commando graphic design, commando marketing, uh, going commando, 
um, than Commando than Social Commando Media. Right yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, 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 Andrew Winnie the Pooh's it most streams. Does that speed up editing when you have no no, no britches on? That- Not really. It does keep me awake, though, because the chair friction, like if I start mm. to nod off or lean back, the chair it's friction will just, yeah, yeah, we'll just scoot. Yeah, it's no good. <laughs> It's the no noise, good. The noise of your ass peeling off the leather of the chair. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, well, it's a, again, it's a Herman Miller chair, so it's uh, it's got uh, a fabric seat. No, I don't have a Herman Miller chair. My that was my previous work chair from when I worked from home. I had to give that one back. Uh, so <laughs> Wait, else- you've got to take those from the office. Is it the same I, yeah. place I'm thinking of? No, it's not the place that you're thinking of, and I'm sure they didn't let you take the pl- the chairs from it's there. But the the the, uh, the interior design firm I worked for for three years, oh, yeah, yeah. I was like, I'm taking this son of a bitch home because um, COVID. But I work for uh, I work for a different company now. Um, um, but uh, so cool, man. So you uh, you through through the auspices of your education, you get the podcast together, you get the crew the crew kind of rolling. Um, and recently you decided to, to, to make a change. Just, was it just kind of burnout or kind of, uh, kind of deciding to, to, fo- to, to focus your hours in another direction? What kind of spurred the transition to where you're, to where you're at right now? Uh, yes, is the quick answer. Yeah. But that, uh, yeah. Not, not, looking to, not looking to stir up any drama if there, if there's any, no, 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 none whatsoever. No, I mean, really what it is, I mean, I have, a, I have, I have a good group of guys, you know, mm-hmm. we, we still keep in touch. We still, uh, try to play whenever we can get together. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, the, the thing is, is that we got so into the podcast and we've gotten so many referrals and contacts and so many people who don't just play D and D, you know, they mm-hmm. play uh, edge of the empire. So it's a beautiful, uh, you know, game system. I, I love, I personally love it. I have a, you know, a, a personal, you know, love for it. Um, Pathfinder, mm-hmm. um, let me see, Kelsey Dion, She's she runs Arcane Library. She's about to launch uh, Shadow Dark, which is taking first edition, fifth edition, shaking out all the major rules and just kind of creating the streamlined effect of this dungeon crawler of like no holds barred. Like if you're not careful, you're going to die types of things. Yeah. And it's fast. It's fun. It's scary. Everybody loves it that, that I've beta tested with it. And um, yeah, I know there's so many other games out there we just evolved and grew outside of D and D and our podcast was D and D and big D. So we were just kind of, you know, boxed in there too much, I think. And so, yeah, we just wanted to expand and do some other things. Your podcast name doesn't have to have anything to do with your content. I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) You're absolutely right. In a lot of cases, it doesn't. (laughs) It's tangential at best, but, uh, but unfortunately we just, Go into that rut of having to yeah. re-explain ourselves, you know, over and over again, and then it just got to the point where uh, people just started getting busy outside of life, outside yeah. of the podcast, excuse me, and then uh, yeah, everything just kind of fell, uh, you know, through no fault of anybody, it all fell on my lap of doing the editing, mm-hmm. doing the you know the account on the, you know on Twitter, and you know keeping yeah. track and coordinating and all that stuff. And, and I, one day I just realized that, you know, it just turned into a second job mm. and I lost that, that electricity, that, 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 that spark that kind of kept me pushing forward, you know, yeah. and again, no fault on, uh, on anybody. And at one point it just turned into, you know, this isn't a passion anymore. Yeah. But the trick was I had all of this and I still have all of this audio content of some brilliant, brilliant scenes and just these mm-hmm. brilliant times with a bunch of beautiful people. But what can I do with all this stuff? So right. that actually carried on to this next project that I'm, you know, spearheading myself, 
And that's uh, taking all those uh, sessions, those one shot, one shot sessions and then converting them into like a 10, 15 minute cartoon. Oh, nice. That's really again, cool, man. Again, and through ATEC, through my game design, I learned a lot about animation and 2D animation uh, with all this is where I'm going with it. That's, that's yeah, really that's, cool. That's awesome. Yeah, so with yeah. so with skull with Scullion game gaming and digital studios, you're you, you talk about the animation that you're focusing on. What are some mm-hmm. of the other things that you that you're uh, you said DM services? Are you are you looking to branch out and do a little pro DMing? Have you have you done yep. have you DM'd for for pay before? Is and yes, I have. Yeah, okay. I have. I mean, everything and really for me, guys, it, it's the passion that I pursue mo- a lot of mm-hmm. what I do. Um, so I'm not really hurting for money, but also like the idea of like, Hey, you get what you pay for and, you know, just putting myself out there. So I, I tell everybody, you know what, everything's negotiable. It doesn't matter if it's five bucks, 50 bucks, 500 bucks, anything negotiable in my eyes. Yeah. You know, it, it's, it's really about the passion that you have that you bring onto this, this concept. So yeah. Uh, pro DMing, uh, editing, obviously, mm-hmm. uh, both podcasts and, uh, video work, um, you know, doing animatics, doing gifts, uh, doing, uh, um, shoot everything with graph design anything that everything that can touch that i can touch digitally i mm-hmm. get all over it, you know, so. well cool that's awesome yeah. dude uh, the yeah. oh. so on the pro dming side of things are you uh, obviously conventions are starting to open back up at least a little mm-hmm. bit are you are you pursuing that route or are you looking more through like through the goodman games or is it baldman or goodman, goodman games one of the, one of those studios mm-hmm. are you looking to do something more locally or through some of the kind of individual hosting services for dms I mean, preferably I like to uh, look maybe more locally, but I, at this point I live in a small town in Maryland. So, oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, but I mean, honestly, I went to uh, PAX Unplugged. Mm-hmm. And I think for me mentally, it was just like gut wrenching. Yeah. Because at the time, everyone still had their masks on and I didn't see anybody or know anybody because we all still had our masks on. Right. And, and I think, I, I, me personally, I'm a big time extrovert. Right. I don't know if you can tell, but I, I love, you know, people and I love facial expressions. I love interacting with other people, hearing other people talk. So then take that one thing away and there's not too much for me to do on, uh, you know, on at PAX Unplugged. Um, however, I, I do love those connections, you know, those interpersonal yeah. connections. So, I mean, at this point, I mean, all I've really done, again, because of everything on lockdown, it's, everything's just been online wherever I could. But, yeah, you know. Yeah, it's excuse me. It's been interesting getting back into DMing. Um, and, and don't get me wrong, I have it's a big cheat. I mean, I I got very lucky in the respect that the guys that we did the podcast uh, that we do the podcast with, I'd played Destiny with for a good year and a half, maybe even two mm-hmm. years prior to us launching the cast. And I had worked with Andrew, uh, although he hadn't played Destiny. Andrew doesn't play video games that are uh, uh, that were more than more. two consoles old. Yeah, weren't made before be he generous. was born. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, um, uh, and so, uh, so again, there was already kind of that shorthand. There was already a little bit of the uh, a feel for the personal dynamics. Although it's you know it's been um, obviously I'm getting to know Jamie and Anthony and Jazz a lot better over the course of the last year year and a half through kind of doing the the content creation on the podcast side of things. Going and um, doing the ATX Gaming Group that I do now, um, and just. DMing for complete, complete strangers is a whole nother dynamic and environment. Like I know the line where I can push with these guys mm-hmm. um, and, and because there's Moyle way the hell on the other side of it. Uh, but uh, the with strangers, it's, it's more, I, 
the, the nice thing about the ATX gaming group that it's, it's, we're doing a, we're, we're four or five sessions in at this point. So I'm starting to get a feel for kind of what the individual players like and what the dynamics are. One shots uh, kind of as kind of a, like a quote unquote service provider has got to be, th there's a different type of performance there. There is a different type of mm -hmm. extroversion there. And that's something that I, I think is challenging and I think is, is worth doing if anything, just to hone your DM skills for your home games or in, or, or for, um, or for your, your performative stuff. Because I mean, that's the, one of the main reasons that I took it on was to go, okay, I'm, this is going to be real super fucking uncomfortable and I'm not going to have a lot of the shorthand or the referential stuff that, I mean, none of them are going to let slip that they love biker boys. Uh, so it's, um, it's, uh, but it's nice. Cause again, again, I can play test, um, I can play test encounters and stuff for the podcast with these other like, Oh shit, I nearly killed all them. Um, uh, this is perfect, uh, for, for the guys. Um, uh, so is that if are DMing for strangers versus DMing for people as an extrovert, is that a little bit easier for you or, uh, we, no, <laughs> it, it, it's not harder either. Right, right. <laughs> That'll put into context. Mm. See, I, I don't know, man. You gotta, you have to dive into my, me and my history to understand that. Well, for example, see, I'm a, I'm number five in a family of six. Mm. Always fighting for mom and dad's attention. Yeah. Let alone bickering amongst each other. And I'm also born between two sisters. Yeah. And so. I think for my upbringing, mm -hmm. it's always been about that energy of other people. Yeah. Stranger, someone I know for a long time. I'm, I'm so used to it. And so I, and again, not to knock on anybody or, you know, you know, less than anyone's experience, you know, with their shade DMing style. I don't know, but um, <laughs> it's just my comfort level in myself and being able to read people so well. And even from the get-go, matter of fact, when I was at PAX Unplugged, when I finally was able to get a table, mm -hmm. they had to put you on a list, on a waiting list. And if you wanted a DM, you were given a, a time slot, you know, okay, then hopefully people will fill out, you know, yeah. the, the empty spots on there. So I walk in and I go, well, I'm ready to DM now. Mm -hmm. And they said, well, the earliest you got is 3.30 and it was like 11 o'clock. And then I was like, well, can I just get a table? Well, you can, but you got to do this first. So then yeah. I see four people walking in the door and I was like, Hey, do you guys want to play? Yes. Okay. Do you want to fill this out? Or can we go ahead and go right now? Do you have a team right now? Yeah, they're right here. All right, let's go. Yeah. If the quicker I move the, you know, the, the, the faster pace I can get through everything, I'll do it, you know, whatever it takes just so I can have my fun and let everyone else have fun. So we get at the table and immediately I'm thinking, okay, I know my comfort level. I don't know these people. What are your comfort levels? And I just start talking to no, it was six random people. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I just pulled everyone together, got everyone set up. And again, but I think a lot of it just had to do with the fact that, hey, you know, I've been raising this huge family. You know, I have cousins, second cousins, everybody visiting in. How do we yeah. get this game going? You know, all right, freeze tag, you're in, you know, and we just start running around as kids. And it was just taking that experience and just bring it onto the table. It just, again, I'm like a duck in water, man. I just go, um, yeah. And, and I'm yeah. a big, you know, I'm a big believer in the, um, the kind of the standardized consent form that they, gets used with a lot of charity events and a lot of gaming groups. I think mm -hmm. that's a really good mm -hmm. idea for, for knowing where people's kind of on and off switches are. Um, but there is, um, the, you know, it, 
going beyond that to, okay, what's the content that they're going to engage with, especially with one shot mm-hmm. or, or just session gaming where you have such a small window to, oh, en- yeah. to, to engage. Yeah, no, absolutely. Them. Yeah. Uh, to that point, um, th- this one group that I brought th- that actually hired me on to be their, uh, their, their DM, um, again, just a, a pro DM gig. Uh, we had two sessions, first session, one person missed out. And then the next session, another different person messed out, but that first person came back. And so I was trying to get the story and I had this beautiful story, you know, mapped out for them. But by the end of the second session, they, they had a great first session. Then the second session kind of floundered a little bit just so I can play catch up with the character that wasn't there. But that was enough for them to say, you know what? No, we're going to, mm-hmm. we're going to do our own thing now. That just kind of gave me the boot. And I'm like, well, didn't really give me a chance, but Hey, you know what? It's cool. You know, yeah. sometimes that dynamic isn't there sometimes and it takes a lot of risk for you know pcs to give you know uh, that 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 trust to the dm yeah you know and not a knock on anybody but sometimes you know the chemistry isn't there um and it just really depends on again how you read the people and you know how you can interpret those reactions back and forth you know for example as you know back at again i'm using the pax unplugged example uh, at the time, it was uh, right before Christmas. So I was like, wait a minute, I have a ton of uh, Christmas uh, one shots that I've written myself. So then I ended up playing, uh, DMing my game of uh, Die Hard for mm-hmm. everybody. And what would originally would have been like a hour and a half, two hour game turned into like three and a half hours. Yeah. And yeah, the chemistry was just there, you know? Yeah, man, it's, um, it's, it's one of those things where there, being a player, there's definitely, you have, a little bit more leeway by how performative you want to be, right? Like you mm-hmm. can be the, I swing my sword guy or the, I leap forward brandishing my sword as it glints into the sun and stab into the giblets of the goblin. You, you can be either end of the spectrum and it'll generally be pretty well taken. There's definitely a different bar. And I don't say this because I DM. There's a different bar and a different expectation. I think from, from DMs, especially now that a lot of people's reference for that is, performative content um just being that okay you swing your sword you hit the guy you do 12 points of damage isn't bad dming but it doesn't always necessarily it's not exactly what a lot of groups especially coming into a public space are expecting so it is it is you're putting yourself out there a little bit and it is you know it is a risky proposition to do um Mm -hmm. and i think that's one of the reasons why it intimidates some people and again the only way to do it is to get out there and do it and fail a few times and practice and get better and learn the lessons and go again. You know, our, our last yeah. episode talking about was really kind of about starting DMing. So I'd like to, so w- when you, when you first, if you could go back in time and send early DMU uh, uh, one piece of advice, what, what would that piece of advice be? Whether it was, Hey, buy this book first or Hey, you know, don't, don't use as many hobbits. Like what, what would be kind of your one big piece of advice that you would give early DMU? Shit, I mean, I'm 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 a baller by nature, so I just say stay the course, man. You know, that's all I gotta say. No, totally kidding. No, <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, honestly, wow, that's it seems so long ago. But I think more than anything, uh, I just I would just say trust yourself. Yeah. No, that's, you know, a, that's I, I think yeah, because I think a lot of you know new DMs and you know myself included. Um, get caught up in all the little tiny details, you know, and, yeah. and 
very quickly, that can either go one or two ways. Yeah. Either I don't give a shit and we're going to have fun. This yep. is a game. Or, holy cow, you know, this is a story I'm going to tell them. By golly, you're going to stick to it. Otherwise, TPK. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, you know, it, it's that's one of the things that I think a lot of DMs struggle with when they're first starting out just purely anecdotally. Cause it's one of the things that I struggled with a little bit is the adversarial nature. And this is back in first edition, which first edition really was engineered to be adversarial to, from yes. between the DM and the players. Yeah. But it, you know, it, it's that mindset has evolved a lot more and, you mm-hmm. know, so much for so much so that, you know, there, there is a, a, a much uh, a much more significantly different perceived idea of what that what that role of the dungeon master is from kind of guy who's trying to kill you to storyteller who's just setting the stage dressing for you guys to get yourselves killed. Oh, absolutely! Um, yeah, 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 yeah. And, and they, the players all end up dead. I mean, that is that is ultimately the, everybody's oh, out of their own stupidity. Uh, uh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? <laughs> you try and raise them right, and then they lick a window. Let's let's talk about the one shot that he came in and did. Now, Jazz mm-hmm. played it up that he uh, you know, there was some there were some audio issues, uh, but as we probed oh, geez, him a little dude. bit more, we found out that he'd been heavily drinking all day. And that uh, first of all, I want to apologize if he damaged any audio equipment. Or, uh, <laughs> or, or really set your, I, I mean, because I don't think it's a coincidence that you guys decided to pivot that shortly after he no. made an appearance. <laughs> no, dude, not at, no. See, okay. The, the decision for the, to disband. Prop for rolling out the Rudy's cup right there. Like, is that the pain? <laughs> hey. Yeah. Breast cancer. Yeah. Awareness, Rudy's cup. I was like, all right. This dude. Second like base. Yes. I, I can, that's all I'm all about. Yeah. No, with, with uh, man, holy shit. I'll be honest. Having jazz for, okay, so he showed up for my third uh, 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 Christmas uh, one-shot. And, and every year, again, for three years, I've been writing these one-shots based on uh, uh, Christmas movies. Mm-hmm. So the first one was Die Hard, as I mentioned. Uh, uh, pr- the next year was uh, Home Alone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then the one that jazz did, I, oh, and. Okay, we just transitioned over getting off of Zoom and using uh, uh, um, Discord. Mm-hmm. And there was like this Craig's recording thing that's supposed to work. Uh, yeah, I'm familiar with Craigbot. Craigbot. It's a nightmare. And I, yeah. I, I'm sure I know you guys so are going. It was my first track. time using Craigbot. Yeah. So I was like, okay, cool, record. And it was this brilliant episode of Elf. Yeah. yeah. And so <laughs> it wasn't that. until... It wasn't until like half after we got back from like the, we always have a beer break in the middle of our, of our yeah. sessions. Yeah. You know, you got to have a beer break, you know, just get more beer. And we came back from that and I realized, wait a minute, click now recording. No, everybody. Oh my goodness. I was so pissed. Yeah. Cause apparently somewhere in there, I forgot to double check it and it didn't record the first two hours of it. That it was sucks. <laughs> we did um, the, the previous podcast I was on, um, before Gimme the Loot, which was another one that kind of collapsed under its own weight um, that made me go, okay, if I'm going to spend some time in this, I want to make sure that never happens again. Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, did a couple of, engineered a couple of things that would, you know, allow us to be flexible uh, should people need to rotate in or rotate out to the main cast. That's one of the reasons why we tell a multiversal story. So if at some point somebody goes, hey, dude, I just can't do this because of work anymore or whatever, 
Uh, I have a kind of very, very similar to how Destiny wrote resur- uh, character resurrection into their in-game lore with the ghosts. I wrote recasting characters into my in-game lore through the pentahedron multiverse BS. That's very much well, the genesis of where yeah. that came from. It's like if if I got to dare in somebody because work gets in the way or they, you know, uh, which is understandable. You know what I mean? Hey, I don't think you know. Worst comes with worst. You can always go back to a uh, Spelljammer. Oh, dude, I I desperately want a re-release of Spelljammer. I don't think it's as appreciated <laughs> as much as it because uh, I'm a big proponent of silly ass D and D. Like yes. I, the, the wackier and the crazier and the goofier. Castle Grey Hawk me all the live long fucking day. Like I I love fun, silly D. Um yeah. the and not that there's anything wrong with kind of the more epic tales and the more personal tales and the more serious tales. We've you know, we've had more personal, serious moments on the podcast, uh, but mm-hmm. that's you know, they've all been dick related. So um the that you know, mashes down a little bit of the gravitas, but <laughs> but that's not my default setting. You know what I mean? That's not that's not where my passion is. And Spelljammer is just so beautifully goofy that yeah. given the and in fact the episode that the next episode that we're going to be working on, um, which is the uh, join the party session, um, has a Spelljammer tie into it. Like it has very nice. explicitly got a Spelljammer uh, 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 hook to it. Um, and I I really do hope that they kind of bring it back in five E, just because it is goofy D and D. It's like Dandy yes. in space. Uh, we we the boats can fly. Um, and and I I would I I would play a spell Jerber game five times faster than I would play a rebooted Dark Sun because Dark Sun oh, cool. was yeah, cool, I, was cool and, and it had its cool elements to it, but just was just sucked the <laughs> literally sucked the life out of the game. You know. Yeah. No. Well, after we disbanded the group, uh, we started playing uh, Star Wars for a little bit, and then uh, we shifted over to Spelljammer. And yeah. This was around uh, Halloween time, and originally, I the way I sold it to all the guys was like, "Hey, we're gonna play, uh, we're, we're gonna play uh, Curse of Strahd." Oh hell yeah, Curse of Strahd! Never played before. Cool, cool, cool. Everybody wanted to jump on board. Well, then within the first encounter, Strahd shows up, starts about to, and is about to perform a TPK on everybody. Then all of a sudden, like the other adventuring party comes over to take him out, and he's like, "Well, I'm tired of you guys," so he just opens up a portal, throws my whole party through the portal. And they end up on this uh, belt planet trying to get off. And yep. it, 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 they were like, wait a minute, what? You're in Spelljammer now. Spelljammer <laughs> is, uh, I mean, like I said, it was, it, it really, it, it let you do Star Trek with D&D in space. Mm-hmm. It, it had militaristic yeah. space hippos. Um, oh, yeah. No, you know, I, I mean, come I on. Them, uh, there's, 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 there's so much to fucking love about it. Uh, when, when they finally got off planet, they they cra- they were about to crash on another planet, and what they discovered is that it was uh, it was infested with a bunch of zerglings. Oh god, yeah. Wait, which yeah, the, the, Starcraft. the 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 Gyo- like there is a zergling esque character um, in no no the the guy's name is, again after doing all of these uh, one shots, I have all this knowledge of you know encounter tables and all this other crud. Tim Gonzalez. Uh, I think it's a pirate. Oh shoot. I, I should know this. Anyway, he comes up with his own content and he actually has Zerglings, Hydralis, like all, all the Starcraft, everything you could possibly have, like Protoss in there too. Mm. Yeah. So you don't even have to do any of the footwork. There's chances are you're going to find what you're looking for out there already. So yeah, it's. I remember what these, these they're the ones that rode around on the Umber Hulks. Um, yeah. Which, which is also, which also will using Umber Hulks to ride around on. Uh, as Umber, Umber makes an appearance in our podcast in the next couple <laughs> episodes. 
uh, as I finally figured out how to do fantasy Uber. It's Uber. Um, so, so you've you, you pivoted away from the podcast. You've moved mm-hmm. into um, you've moved into kind of a, a broader uh, a range of content creation. Um, mm-hmm. Is your main are you you're mainly going to distribute through YouTube now, or what are the channels that you're looking to distribute out through? Uh, I mean, as of right now, yeah, the cartoons will definitely be all be on uh, available on YouTube. Cool. And cool, cool, cool. I, I know eventually I do want to uh, try my own uh, Twitch, but I guess the struggle I'm having now is what content do I want to put out there? Yeah. 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 That's, that's, you know, we honestly started streaming so that I could have a week to publish content that I didn't have to edit as heavily. That was, that was my motivation for streaming, but yeah, good motivation. Yeah. It, turned it's turned into so much more you know what i mean as we've engaged more with the community and have met some really mm-hmm. cool people you know what i mean the um for so what the hell am i doing here dude don't start don't start we <laughs> we, we don't we're worse at giving compliments than we are at taking compliments so don't start, <laughs> don't start. <laughs> me especially uh the uh the the i mean while there are certainly asshats in every community we've been very lucky to to get to to team up and do some stuff with some really 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 cool people um and we really appreciate you having jazz on which if for the record behind the scenes is known as the worst player on the podcast so we really appreciate you taking him in um and and shepherding him along yeah um, yeah no yeah know. no matter of fact one of the things that evolved from uh from that is uh, uh we actually started our own uh whiskey night now yeah there you go there yeah. you go uh, and apparently, uh, yeah, he, he tried to keep up with Alex. Alex is, uh, he retired from the Navy two years ago, I think. Yeah. And Alex was just like, no, yeah. I go, He was like, okay, I'm going to go ahead and get off because uh, he saw the jazz was starting to. Yeah. Don't, don't, know when got, don't, that for me. don't play darts against somebody with a British accent and don't try and out drink a sailor are two <laughs> rules that I live by. Um <laughs> And, and we can never go up against a Cecilia when death is on the line. Exactly. That's, that's, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> never date a woman with a state in her name. And uh, what was the uh, uh, what was the Teen Wolf line? Is like never play pool against somebody with a state in their name. Uh, and uh, uh, or uh, God, I don't know. Like, now I got to go watch Teen Wolf. Thanks, Jazz. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, man, it's it's um, we absolutely. Uh, it's cool that you're going that direction. We, you know, we absolutely need to have a, a few bigger conversations down the road about potential collaboration. Cause I would love to engage your services to animate, animate some of the antics of the party of five. I oh, think there's, I there's it, some, some cool stuff that we can partner up with you guys on for, for sure. Man, I can already see the animation for, uh, for the, 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 the turd mushroom guys, man. I'm like, Holy yeah. shit, guys. those guys, <laughs> um, that insane. is probably the darkest moment in our podcast. That's the darkest when, moment. Uh, yeah. They, like that's, like wow. Todd advocated uh, the relocation and ultimately Baba had a destiny to manifest and we were, we were damned if we were oh, to make sure that didn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> That's just comedy gold Bob, right there. Baba just wanted y'all to make a decision. He didn't care which one yeah. it was. <laughs> that was one of those moments just where it's stick like. Stick with it and roll with it. I respect that. Man. It's I like, totally respect that. Because look, I, I, and, and I've, I've been very clear about this. The reason why the guys have a magical land vehicle instead of a magical air vehicle to get them from, you know, to travel by map is so that I can Scooby do them. So it can very conveniently break down. In fact, very soon I introduced the, uh, was it positronic lateral oscillating transformer device or the plot device, which breaks down and makes the Winamajo stop so that they have to get a fix. The, the doozers, eh, it's not that much of one. The doozer, the the mushroom doozers uh, were introduced 
to be the basically okay we've hit the repair button on the winning major now we just got to wait for the clock to spin around till we right, can go yeah. again um and they were they, like, no, let's let's go into combat with these guys. <laughs> they were like, no, we'll we'll kill these thirty little dudes. And I'm like, oh man, <laughs> yeah, so man. It's, that's a classic D and D moment gonna, right there. They're going to do know. one hit HP of damage a piece. But as the guys have learned through horde mode, if I get to roll dice more than thirty times on an attack, I'm going to crit a lot. Um, and and things vegemals, <laughs> yes, the vegemals is a is a good one. Shroomin, um, yeah. Uh, so they. Uh, that, that's just like every like D&D meme you see out there where yeah. the DM is like got this whole thing planned out and then, oh, let's go murder hobo. Yeah, that's what's <laughs> right. I think I'm not sure who asked me. I was like, well, what do you do if the party doesn't do what you expect? And it was like, you, you have earned your, you know, you do, you do another teardrop tattoo because you're now really officially a DM every time that happens. <laughs> like that is you know, like, like that is like that is the, that is pod racing no that is being a dungeon master uh because i figured out a long time ago the 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 best DMing style and this is true for everything is you have like bullet points of milestones of what you want yep everything beyond that are just encounter tables yep matter of fact hold on i'm going to show you this one right here so again arcane library Mm-hmm. So back here oh, nice. has uh, stats for like monster creation and like mm-hmm. naming conventions for different types of races, as well as, you know, little isms that each yeah. of those characters can do. So again, I just sit there and I roll and I'm like, okay. Yeah. And everyone's like, how do you know all this stuff? Or where do you come up with this stuff? I'm mean, like, again, this is what happens for doing so many different uh, uh, one shots is like, now I have all this information, this data of just, okay. Let's let the dice roll and see what happens. And so the, the the beauty part about that is that keeps you away from railroading too much. But right. It also gives everybody that free range of like, let's see what happens, man. Yeah, the Swamp Boy Summer, uh, which is what we're calling uh, Moyle's Arc, uh, it was very much in count. Like what I curated some encounter tables based off of the survival role mechanic that we were doing because I wanted, I don't do a whole lot of random tables. Mm-hmm. I do a lot of outlines and then I will do. Um, I, I, I do encounters that I know are going to wear the guys down or, or evaporate their resources to put them in a more threatened position for the bigger fight down the road. So that's, and so I will stagger encounter difficulties, but, but yeah, exact, exact agree on do the outline, know that, okay, here's the three places they're going to end up, how they get to those three places. Let's let's see how let's see how we do. Let's see how we go. Yeah, it's up to them. Yeah, um, exactly. Which is which is one of the things that's been interesting as a challenge for doing the ATX gaming group. Like I one of the things I asked them kind of going into it in session zero is like, hey, do you guys want to do theater of the mind or would you want to do kind of tactical map driven D D? Um, I'm a theater of the mind guy. I you know, mm-hmm. and, and I think a lot of people who came up in first and second edition trend that way. Um, but they were like, No, 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 we want the battle maps. And it's um it's be, and very much 5e has so many and really dnd since 3.5 has got mm-hmm. so many positional mechanics built into it that if you take that piece of it out you do legitimately take away some from a lot of character classes you, they they lose a little piece of it in in a lot of pe- players perceptions you can still dm it out but whatever so i'm playing that way really for the first time in 5th edition with this with this group of strangers and it does have a little bit of a downward effect on what it, it it makes me feel more locked into what can happen next. Like, okay, 
on the map, when you open that door, there's a room with three tables. I can't morph that room into something else because you're, I mean, it just, it makes, it makes it feel a little bit more concrete in a way that I, I prefer to have a little bit more leeway with, so I can kind of flow with the players a little bit more typically during a session. Um, mm-hmm. I have, we have been using battle maps a little bit more during the podcast, but again, that's more as a visual cue card then, then, hey, this sure. is literally what you're seeing. You're, it, yeah. Because right, right, if I don't, I'm going to go from ha- the the tavern, the duckies, uh, bar and grill, from having five tables to seven tables, back down to six, up to ten, and Anthony's going to call me on my shit about the cone of a of a fear uh, area of effect <laughs> or a thunderclap. Uh, and and be right by all means, be right. But <laughs> right. it will, um, it will. Um, I, I, it's just one of the things that says. But that's been kind of the me learning to compensate or, or, or adjust to that with their needs mm-hmm. to Anthony and, and jazz getting a little bit more used to the not focusing in on that, not, not asking ranges and stuff like that with, with the podcast a little bit because podcast D is different than regular D and D for, or the, or the way we play it. It is, it doesn't oh, sure, have sure. to be, but the way that we do it is so guys, let's, let's throw it over to questions uh, from the panel and from the, cause we're kind of coming up on time. Um, on, uh, and from the, the chat, Jamie, did you have any questions for our guest? Sure. Uh, so when you're doing like a, a DMing gig, um, and you're trying to set up the session, like, since it's such a quicker experience, like how do you get the players to buy in, in a much more rapid pace? And if, if you were to have a true like session zero and, and kind of spend more time building what everyone wants to do, uh, like, how do you approach that? You mean, like with my friends or, or just with, with people that are complete strangers that you might not know. Oh, so, so if I'm understanding the question, you're wondering how do I get them on board to, uh, role play together, mm-hmm. better backstories. I thought he was going to pull a joint out of that. for <laughs> <laughs> This right here is the answer. <laughs> Yeah, so anyway, with these cards, they have the most random elements. Run away, and then it has like a number, you know, mm-hmm. and also there's another one, famous. Divvy them out, and then all of a sudden everyone has their own backgrounds right away. Yeah. You know, cool. they, they love the uh, the randomness of it, and amongst themselves, in that short amount of time, they figure out, oh, so I have this omen that my village burned down. Oh yeah, well my village burned down. Well, I, you know, everywhere I go, I seem to burn down villages. I don't know why. And all of a sudden, they just create their own stories right then and there. You know, it cuts down the time, cuts down the session zero. Five minutes later, we're all rolling first encounters, man. That's awesome, awesome man. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, all this is just you know people, you know, wanting me to talk about their products or you know wanting to test their products. And I'm like, all right, I kind of like this. I'm going to stick with this for a little bit, you know. Well, now that you're out of the podcast game, you know where to send those people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we will shill for anyone. Please let us whore for you. Uh, Anthony, any questions for the guest? Uh, yeah. So you said like the kind of your, <laughs> your new direction is kind of this um, uh, animation thing um, as mm-hmm. well as um, other services is like professional DMing, but like, yeah. um, is there anything else that like, uh, Scullion game design, their design is, is more about like, or is it just strictly, um, the animation scene? <laughs> yeah, no, Scullion, uh, games, uh, yeah. We, 
and any and digital studios, anything we can assist with. I, I think collectively, because um, what I would also love to do is uh, help with uh, consultations for uh, new podcasts. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think in my short, well, not short, but it's, it was three years that I did this for. And even before then, I'd listen to like Adventure Zone and, mm-hmm. you know, I try to listen to the critical role, but obviously I don't have three and a half hours of dedication per episode, you know, right. But, uh, right. Um, right. so I love the, I love the new legends of Vox Machina cause it just brings it down to shorten time. But anyway, um, what I discovered fairly quickly is that there needs to be a standard for like the bare minimum of what kind of podcast or streaming, whatever that you have that you need to have collectively. And yeah, it's part of one of the things that I, you know, I also love to do is uh, help with uh, consultations on that regard too. Cool. 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 Yeah. Oh, oh shoot. Before I forget too, I'm also piecing together. I can't believe I almost forgot about this talking, hanging out with you guys, man. It made me forget. Um, <laughs> is that I'm actually putting together a Twitch stream for a one shot. Uh, and what I'm going to do is uh, raise money for, uh, you know, helping out everybody over in Ukraine and everything. And nice. the big thing for me, and this and this just hits me, you know, right in the feels every every fucking time. It's the kids, man. Yeah, you know, mm. you know, the adults. We've lived our lives. You know, we we've we've lived. But these kids, man, that's that's where it hit. It's hitting me the hardest right now. Yeah. So I, I just got tired of just sitting on the sidelines waiting to hear what is going to happen next. I'm like, I got to get proactive. Yeah. So that's the next immediate big thing right now. You know, that's kind of calling my attention. No, I, I hear you. That's why I pivoted this week. The announcement of uh, the same thing. It's just, you know, COVID has been such an ever present, mm-hmm. um, existential kind of dread over all of our lives for the last couple of years and, and has, yeah. you know, directly impacted our podcast. One of our contributors passed away from it. Um, and you know, it's been at the forefront of, of every lead in that we do. Um, this week we pivoted and I've started talking about ways to, you know, I brought, mentioned up the, the twitch.io support yeah. the Ukraine bundle, which everybody, if you've got $10, you, you go get over there and get a, just a ridiculous amount of games to support an organization. If you can give more, yeah, give more, sure. it's absolutely worthwhile cause what's happening over there is horrific. Um, yes. it, it is the, uh, logical extension of what happens when you let autocrats and oligarchs have their free reign. Um, mm-hmm. And there, but for the grace of a very few people that suddenly developed conscience that the last minute on January 6th would go we. So um, we have to pay attention to it. We we have to be involved with it. Um, and, and, you know, that's something that you're going to hear, uh, you know, as despite COVID not being over, despite COVID coming back as masks come off, um, we're, you know, the, some of our pre lead ins will, will be dealing with that and, and then some other issues that are kind of going on very prevalently in the, in the country right now. So big props for that, man. We, we absolutely appreciate you doing that and we'll, you, we'll, we'll, we'll want to support that as much as possible. Andrew, any questions? Yeah. Since you're doing these one shots, so there being such, uh, short sessions, mm-hmm. um, do you make the PCs? Or do you spend time and sit down with your players to get the builds made? I would assume for the ones you've done for the movies, those were a lot easier to like get done um, yourself coming in. Um, no, none of it. Uh, the The PCs are in charge of their characters. They're in charge of their own backstories. And part of the fun was everyone stepping forward and talking about their character and their background and everything. Within you know, the, the, we usually use uh, like the first five ten minutes talking and introducing mm-hmm. characters and you know talking to the uh 
other podcasts, you know, and I, and we just have like these set rules, you know, of like, okay, you can, these are the rules that you use to, you know, build a character. It's like, a the, the standard array, um, you know, uh, ability scores. It was, uh, maxing out hit points. Um, yeah, just like all these rules that we had in place and everybody was on board with it. And so it's kind of funny in those instances where you have like an all tiefling cast or an all fighter class, you know, everyone's just coming in. Everyone's like, Holy, and it just turns into comedy gold from there. Cause, and the point that I would have with, and that we tell everybody this, it's not the, the goal here is to make the adventure, the main character. Mm-hmm. So explore the space, you know, we skip over a few items or whatever. But the point is though, is that we want to showcase as much of the adventure yeah. without giving away all of its secrets. So then that way, whenever you hear the podcast, you get a good idea of what it's about. And then, you then go buy it and you're like, whoa, they didn't cover this. Whoa, this is amazing. And so, yeah, yeah, yeah no, but no, I, I let everyone kind of control their own stuff. Do you start at a certain level? Like you're like, all right, this campaign's going to be so long. I already made the bad guys. Uh, everyone's level five or level 15 or whatever you want. Um, it, not me. It's whatever the adventures, uh, the, the writers themselves have, you know, created. Mm-hmm. Again, it, it's all about these guys. These people work so hard and there's hundreds, I'd say thousands of, you know, terrific writers out there. You know, and it's unfortunate that all they get is a star and somebody saying, hey, good job. Yeah, the, 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 the modules or the adventures will give you a level range typically, Andrew. Like for, mm-hmm. char- for five, four to six characters, levels five to seven, kind of in that yeah. range. Yeah. Um, uh, so it's, uh, they, they usually will, will set the parameters for that based I, off of the challenge ratings. I thought it was more of a like, hey, you can add some more dice to your bad guy. That's like a oh, roll 4d6, or you really want to take things up a notch, roll 4d6. You could do that. Uh, that would liquefy most players at forty d six. So, all right, now, now Mr. Bible Pants is putting you on the spot, Paul. Somebody's saying, Paul, can you name and/or describe a hammer for Baggy? Uh, for uh, for anybody who's not familiar with, uh, super familiar with the podcast, or uh, is not in our patron Discord, uh, uh, the uh, Baggy recently leveled up. Baggy is the possibly magically sentient or possibly figment of Andrew's imagination bag of hammers uh, that now can produce uh, random hammers for Moyle once a day. And uh, as one of our Patreon benefits, our patrons get to invent hammers for the bag of hammers, um, which will then uh, get tweaked and or go in there. Um, so if you could off the top of your, off the dome, come up with a hammer for Moyle for the bag of hammers. Yeah, the Tex-Mex hammer. And and what would the Tex-Mex hammer look like or do? Uh, it would be rusty because it's had a lot of use. It's almost down to the nub. But the thing is, is that uh, it can repair everything from uh, here to your mom's house in in only in a, with only a six pack of beer. Okay, so when <laughs> when when doused in alcohol. This hammer can cast the mending cantrip at will. Uh, there we go. That, it's, that it's, one's it's going in the bag. But it's That's more good. of a level 20 spell. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> well, that, see, that's, that's dangerous. You can't give Andrew that much leeway. So <laughs> you got boundaries, boundaries, man. Unfettered power. I'm, I'm already getting, willing to stand in see, front but, of a ship. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I guess, I guess it's just how confidence. it is. That's, I guess it's how it is over in Big D. We just do everything bigger. That's how we get chode copters, Paul. Do you want more chode copters? That's how we get chode copters. <laughs> so, all right, gang. Uh, does anybody else have uh, a question for the uh, for the guest? 
before we uh, before we wrap her up for the night, and then wait for the delay. Uh, you could totally give it to him. Just don't tell him that he has it. He won't read his character sheet. That's that is correct. <laughs> My guys are not great about. It. So the way that the bag of hammers works, guys, it, uh, it, all the hammers that are created by the Patreon patrons, as well as the extensive list that Andrew has created. Uh, to his credit, he's gone. He's worked really hard on the the bag of hammers. We'll go into a. I've I really hammered them out. Oh boy. Ooh, no, I would I would like to give him a hard time for that, but I have dad joked my way through a few hammers in that in contributing to that as well. So uh, they a lot of them give him advantage on certain types of uh, ability checks. Um, they will go into the hammer uh, table, uh, very similar to the robe of bread for anybody who's familiar with D and D minus. Uh, and then we will uh, once a day. Andrew will pull from the hammers and that will be the magical hammer he has for that day uh, to whatever random effect. Um, that's not the only item he's getting as a result of his arc. Um, you guys saw the uh, the head of a magical hammer that we'll be exploring in our first uh, first chronological episode. We've actually recorded two episodes of the new arc already, but not the first chronological episode of that because of reasons that we'll get into when we get into. Um, uh, and... Um, uh, and then Jamie gets it. I know some of you in the Discord were talking about. Let's give Jamie some Hawkeye arrows. Um, Jamie's getting a pretty badass magic bow that I think you all will be delighted with, um, and that will be making its debut soon. So pretty much everybody will have their legacy weapon except for Jazz, which is appropriate because he can't show up for a stream and tells people that he's in Chicago when he's not really in Chicago <laughs> for a guest that he has a relationship with. So you know, Jazz, didn't didn't he say he was going to go see Chicago? That's oh, that, you're right. Yeah. You're right. You're absolutely right. <laughs> He is a fucking huge Renee Zellweger stand. It is unbelievable. He has seen Bridget Jones's diary, like all of them, multiple times. It is. He will quote <laughs> she has, that. She has more than one diary. Like you would not believe. Um, I well, I don't know. May, those other two that Jazz talks about may just be his fanfic. I don't know. Third, <laughs> his favorite. Most people, not so much. That's that's you, Andrew. That's you. You're the one I was who likes to inject it. I'm sorry. Yeah. You own your own weird, weird, like, <laughs> I only like the bad sequels and I haven't seen the originals. That's your That's bit. Right. Not, don't force that upon jazz. Oh, right. So how much time do we have left? Uh, as much time, uh, if 10, 15, what do you got? What do you want to do? Okay. Actually, I want to ask where, where did all, all of you find gentlemen? All y'all start with uh, your D and D history. Uh, let's let uh, Andrew, you start first. Uh, I had two or three sessions from two different campaigns. Uh, the first one, I remember I was not wanted at all by one of the people because she didn't want anyone new coming into the group. She was like, finally, you could tell she was like, finally, we have enough people. The session started. And then I come in and I was like, oh, I've always wanted to do this. Can I come? And the, the person was like really nice. And was like, yeah, of course, come on. And then the second session, uh, a few of the people who wanted to keep going, um, we started up a new one, and it only lasted two or three sessions. Uh, everyone was great, but everyone's uh, timeline in real life fell apart, and mm -hmm. it just could not continue on. Jamie? Uh, I played Dungeons & Dragons back in like the late 90s. Um with uh, a friend of mine who wanted to be our DM. And I honestly don't even know if we used the real rules at the time because of, of how loosey goosey he was with everything. It was very much rule of cool kind of DM. And uh, yeah, so it, that was my first experience. We only played like, I don't know, a couple months before uh, he, he got tired of, of uh, dealing with me and my friends. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, Anthony? Uh, I got started around middle school, um, I guess late 90s, uh, playing with my brother uh, who's been playing since forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just kind of introduced me to the game and uh, he was, he's just a natural storyteller. And so um, we were kind of sitting there doing nothing. He's like, hey, we're going to play a game. <laughs> this is what we're going to do. <laughs> so, um, ever since that, and to this day, still playing uh, D&D with my brother. We're playing tomorrow. Yeah, and I, I got the I got the pleasure of uh, GMing for uh, Anthony's brother just last night. Uh, I got to play with the with Anthony uh, 1.0. Uh, I got to play with Wendell <laughs> doing Kids on Bikes, um, which is a really which man Kids on Bike. There's a lot of indie games out there. A lot of them come in kind of little you know little tiny booklets that you don't think there's a whole lot to them. Kids on Bikes is such a great system, man. And we did um, we did the kind of deep character run through last night where everybody kind of answers questions about each other's characters um, and, and very similar to the backstory cards was just really a great way to get a group together and to, to flesh out some internal lore. And the uh, man, Wendell did such a great job at it. Uh, Alea, Alea, I, I've been on three episodes with her. I still can't see her name, right? It's not just your name it's every all names i have a problem i probably should get my brain scanned um that uh so it's it i I am i am in love with that system because it also does something that um it it manages to do the sliding scale to codify and and put rules to the sliding scale success um near uh on a d20 system which you typically only see in like the storytellers series and dice pools so um we'll have more details on that uh, for you guys, but um, yeah, I'm been, actually curious to get my hands on uh, kids on bikes. I really want to try that one out, dude. I, nothing but positive stuff to say about it. Um, it does lean itself towards horror and sci-fi gaming. Um, yeah. So if that's not your cup of tea, obviously it may not be the best. But they do have uh, they have teens in space and um, kids on brooms as well. Yeah, that's are, the, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, which are which are kind of their sci-fi and Harry Potter um kind of ports of it but we're playing we're playing the og kids on bikes so um, we've tried to do horror on on my podcast but every time somebody fucks it up and we always just laugh through the whole thing every fucking time dude it's great stuff you know i think uh i I have always struggled with dming that that particular genre but Mm -hmm. the um when when we we had a guest on who explained it as tension and it's and just leaning into the tension aspect of it, and let, not yeah, ever letting yeah. the players feel like they get get an opportunity to take a long rest or a short rest. That that has kind of been the handhold for me to go. Okay, I think if 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 you run it as an endurance encounter, and just mm-hmm. even if you're not great at going ooh spooky, um, <laughs> you can you can create that tension on players by by boiling down their resources. Yeah, and you want to see jazz panic, get them down to one spell slot with fate. She'll start to get real, <laughs> real quick, yeah. Um, oh yeah, you guys, you guys would definitely love uh, uh, Shadow Dark when that comes out. Yeah, um, it's 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 a hell of a system for sure. Um, there, there's no dark vision whatsoever. Yeah, and you have a light source, and once you light the the torch or whatever, the clock is on the real time for an hour. After that, you lose it. So it was funny. I had a, a good, better quest with me. And this is this is the episode of the, the the cartoon that I'm that I'm actually animating right now is with this uh, this play test that we did with them, and within the first uh, they all end up in the in the cave, mm-hmm. you know. And in the beginning, you have the option of like buying all of your equipment, and the thing is, like you guys ever play uh, um, 
Metal Gear or or uh, or um, what's the other one? Uh, Resident Evil, where you have like a box of equipment, then anything outside of that, you you can't take care. Yeah, same concept. Yeah, and so you really have to be you know resource savvy and everything. So the one guy who brought the one torch lights it and throws it down this deep dark dark tunnel in the in the ground, and it just kept falling forever. Yeah, and after that, there were another darkness the rest of the time. <laughs> <laughs> it's another reason I don't play horror with these guys. It's like, well, it's five minutes and you're dead. What are we going to do yeah. for the rest of the episode? <laughs> um, uh, I've told my story a couple of times, but to, to answer your question, I've literally been playing D&D for as long as I can read. I would sneak into my older brother's room and steal his dragon magazines to read the comics in the back. Are you uh, still a dragon magazine, dude? I, dude, that's the joke is if he'd, if uh, fucking he'd had playboys in there, my life would have been a lot cooler than the one that I had, the <laughs> one that I had. Uh, no, it was, uh, it was dragon mirth. And, uh, although, uh, Phil and Trixie, uh, did ha- have a running gag about s- the, the, going over the rules for sex and D and D. Um, so maybe that's why I'm so into cartoon characters. No, I'm sorry. Um, so, uh, <laughs> so, um, uh, I don't know what you're talking hentai. What I don't tentacles. Why are there, why are there so many tentacles on our podcast? This is taking a bad turn. This is pull up, pull up, pull up. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, what else, gang? Did you have anything else you wanted to, to cover, Paul? I, I had a whole list in my question. We just started talking about tentacles, man. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, mission, uh, mission accomplished then. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, well, cool, gang. We're going to wrap it up then here. Thank you, Paul, so much for, for joining us. Um, we absolutely appreciate you. Uh, really, dude, being a trooper and coming in at the absolute last minute and jumping on um, to very much uh, 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 off the cuff freestyle a guest quest for us we appreciate it um you know uh, we're, we're always supportive of other podcasts especially ones that have texas roots um and especially <laughs> ones that uh let jazz on um and we're willing to sign the the non-disclosure agreement about his actions on camera and destroy the footage um and <laughs> claim it, claim it which never great. happened jazz it, jazz jazz it, is the best man he was great illegally obligated to say that and we appreciate you doing that <laughs> uh so you you won't be hearing from our lawyers um so gang uh, thanks everybody we will uh we will get all of the scallions uh gaming infos link up in the discord for our patrons scallion uh, scallion i One swear to god right. that's what i said i said scallion. I don't know well, if you. It's okay, got, well, well, just real quick. Here's telling. here's the backstory on that. Here's the back. There was an ongoing gag mm. where a bunch of us, well, myself included, obviously, I'm Mexican. We speak Spanish, and so one of the things that we say when we call each other out, we'll say like, "Oh, pincha Alex, pincha Paul, pincha Jake," mm-hmm. you know, pincha Spanish. Mm-hmm. And so it's I worked like in construction of, in Texas. I am very familiar with it. Right. So then, <laughs> originally, I was going to call it. Bincha gaming. Mm. But then I was thinking, okay, wait a minute, let me take a step back. You know, my mom might be seeing this, you know. So yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay, so I think I, I took it back and I was just like looking up uh, I actually Googled what Binche would be in English. And come to find out it's uh, uh the, the word is uh um derived from uh the a, a cook or no no it's a kitchen staff who isn't a cook. So the pot washers, mm-hmm. the, the plate scrubbers, like all these guys that do the They'll change out the garbage or whatever. Those are the scullions. I was like, yeah, okay. So I want to start doing more of like everything else, incorporating it all together. So instead of Pincha Gaming, it's now Scullions. That's gaming. fine. Yeah, if if I'd have gone, if I would have gone with the like the, my most common term from from construction when I was here, we'd be uh, we'd be White Devil Media. 
Um, but uh, that El Diablo Blanco just didn't go over as well from a uh, <laughs> uh, from a uh, uh, from a naming perspective. So instead, we're Flying T, which is oh, named dude. after the named after our ranch's cattle brand, which is even I, fucking weirder. No, I, I went. I went. I visited Kansas one time, and everyone swore to me that there was this one Mexican restaurant there that was the best. This place called Guerrero's. We got to go to Guerrero's. That's the best one within a fifty mile radius. We drive up there, and I'm laughing my ass off. Yeah. Because across the, the the front it said "Huevos." <laughs> <laughs> that is our closer right there. So, all right, gang. On that note, we're gonna we're gonna do our final question because I we almost scooched out before uh, before I asked the final question. But then I always look at Jamie and he reminded me of my homework. So, uh, and to uh, to honor Paul's Texas roots, uh, give me your character's favorite barbecue. Uh, entree and whether or not they're a mustard or a ketchup based sauce guy starting with uh, we'll start with Baba as always because we always go backwards on these uh, Baba's his favorite cut of barbecue or yeah it's what when he goes to Rudy's does he get a pound of brisket is he a ribs guy is he is he a whole chicken dude what is, what is he pulled pork what what is Baba's ba- Baba's getting ribs uh, it's it's definitely gonna be ribs. I see him doing the Flintstone thing, like with the rib, large rack of ribs that, that uh, knocks the car over. <laughs> All right. Oh, and he and he's definitely a ketchup base. Okay. All right. Well, we forgive him. Uh, uh, Jamie, what is, what is Eldrin? Is Eldrin even is Eldrin a vegetarian? Have we ever have we ever discussed nah. whether or not? Nah, Eldrin's not a vegetarian. Uh, I think Eldrin would be a. <clears throat> Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the 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 smoked sausage sausage links hot links, and uh, we're gonna go catch a base for that too. Got it, got it. Uh, Andrew, that's what? interesting. Mo- well, so we've got two moils. I think Warforge moil would be uh, the sausage links. The Doesn't jal- he? the jalapeno cheddars? Yeah, mm. and yeah. Uh, and he would of course get the beans on the side. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. Did I say Warforged? I meant Dragonborn. If I ah, okay. There you go. Sorry. Okay. Uh, so, so be- barbecue beanie weenies for the yeah. former former Moyle. Uh, Warforged. Moyle uh, classic. What he he doesn't eat. No, he doesn't. He doesn't eat. So, what what barbecue does Warforged Moyle buy and longingly stare at? He gets a he, real, he gets that really shitty salad that's in the fridge with the banana pudding. There you oh. go. That's that's called coleslaw. I think the word you're no, no, no. Called- but it's like <laughs> no mayo, no sauce. It's just shredded carrots. I have, I have never been to a barbecue joint that has a salad. What I, has I've has definitely any- seen one on the side. It's like it's pretty much a gas station salad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like old iceberg lettuce, uh, a dried out cucumber slice. It's a step below the pizza salad. Yeah. Oh, f- oh, yeah. No, that's 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 appropriate. Okay. At least a pizza salad has fresh ingredients. It's just chopped up into giant bits. I, yeah, I love the fact that now that Moyle can't eat or do drugs, he's going to act like he's going to live a real healthy lifestyle. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like you guys are consuming way too many trans fats in this <laughs> in those rolls. Uh, uh, as he just Those continental <laughs> breakfasts. <laughs> do you do you know how much high fructose corn syrup, corn syrup is in that? Uh, in, in, in that uh, jelly. Um, all right, gang. Well, we're going to wrap this one up. Can Absolutely. Point guess for uh, Harlan's uh, Todd and uh, sure. Well, I'm sure. going to say I'm going to say though for uh, fate, mm-hmm. it's going to be a very dry cut of chicken. 
smoked just, chicken. No, not mm. yeah. Well, it's it's smoked, but you know how you could get the white meat or the dark meat. He'll get the mm, dry white. white meat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mayonnaise based sauce. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Based. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. The mayo based Fucking sauce gross. for sure. Guys, for sure. Don't do this to me, man. Come on. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> what would whatever the fanciest cut of uh, meat you can get from the barbecue spot? Todd's yeah. getting the second fanciest. See, I would say Todd would be a, a spicy chop guy. Like he's the guy who's mm, just going to go mm. in and get the the meat chopped Pile and mixed with the stuff. Yeah, kind of like he, a little bit of a kid, you know, because that's what you know the chop. That's what generally, if your kids won't eat barbecue, they'll eat the the chopped beef. Uh, that Todd gets that and thinks he's being cool. Like I'm getting all the meats in this. Todd is <laughs> supposed to be a foodie. <laughs> though, for catering, so be judgmental. Oh no, that's, that's right. The kid in him loves it. Like yeah. I'm sorry. What was yeah. that? Anthony? I was saying. I was saying what Moyle said that Todd's a, uh, a foodie. Yeah, Todd. Todd is Todd is a foodie. I can't forget that. So then, Todd. Todd might go pork loin. Then Todd <laughs> might go pork loin if he's if he's if you're going higher in barbecue he, food. He goes to a barbecue spot. And he's like, "Where's the beef tenderloin?" Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Do you have any prime rib? Um, he's like, "They sell meats here. These are low quality meats." It's just, well, I mean, the wagyu steak. Own brisket. Any chance I get. And yeah. so I actually moved to Maryland and here they don't smoke it. They grill it. And it's the nastiest thing I've ever seen. Wait, grilled brisket, grilled brisket, bro. Interesting. Yeah. I remember I signed off so uh, work for my house and then my wife and I go to the spot and I was like, yeah, I'll have the brisket sandwich. And I see in the back is like the, the, the grill. And then right behind it was this big slab of red stuff. And I just see them go with that, with a, just chop some chunk off, throw it on the grill. I'm like, dude, I, I just about cried. Yeah, yeah that's, so, uh, wow. that's interesting. That's yeah, so um, I ended up going to a Costco and getting yeah. a brisket there, smoked it myself for <laughs> 16 hours that it's supposed to take. Yeah, god damn it. Yeah, I can't, I can't even yes. imagine. I, I don't, I don't think that's physically possible. It sounds hey. tough. It sounds like it would be tough. Yeah, and well, they good. take it in the in the barbecue sauce, they just cover yeah. it up with that. Man. What, what kind of barbecue wow. sauce do they use? Are they vinegar based? It's, like it's clam based? based. I think it's clam Around here, it's all crab. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's all old base seasoning and fucking <laughs> crab. Oh, uh, base worse. Yeah, no, oh, God. Crab. That would be just, oh, man. Yeah, my neighbors love me now because they just, they know when I'm uh, smoking a brisket too because I'll just low and slow, 16 hours overnight. Crap. Matter of fact, you know what? I'll have a one shot, uh, a four hour one shot for one of those instances. Have you guys all on board? Nice. Yeah, dude. Let us know. Let us know, man. We are here for it. We absolutely appreciate the time. We're wrapping this one up for you guys. Again, Paul, thank you so much for joining us. We hope you uh, enjoyed your visit. We absolutely did. And gang, as always, we hope you enjoyed the show. Make streaming now. Mm -hmm.